This week on The Talking Willow, prepare to have your heartstrings played. We welcome on the definition of camp legend, Kim Ross, the pod. Get ready to feel warmth, spirit, and tradition all wrapped into one beefy five-layer love burrito. This is The Talking Willow. The Talking Willow is sponsored by Random Munchkins on Camp, Camp Drip, not being allowed to get toppings on your ice cream cone, and viewers just like you. It's 5.12 p.m. Sunday, May 3rd. We are recording this. How's it going, Eric? It's going well. How's it going with you? Oh, I'm ecstatic, my friend. I, I'm I'm in a great mood right now. And I, I think the reason why is obvious. We have a legendary guest on the show with us right now. And I couldn't, I, yeah. I couldn't be more thrilled. I feel honored and blessed. Well, I, I think we should just get right into it. Why, why, why don't we introduce our guest? Coming all the way from... New Jersey is Kim Ross joining us on the Talking Willow pod today. Kim, how's it going? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Of course. The the honor is ours. We we are so grateful that you've come on the show. We, we're we're stunned. We can't believe it. Ah, no. <laughs> you guys are very special to me. You know that. Oh. Uh, are you have you ever been on a podcast before? No. Welcome. This is my it's first one, yeah. see? So it's very special to me, too. Do you listen to any podcasts? Are you a podcast, a podcast person? No, the only talk radio I listen to is, well, I'm calling it that, is um, Howard Stern. Oh, Howard Stern's a legend. I know, isn't he? I love him. Yeah, he's great. He's good. Yeah, we've been, well, I've been listening to him for a long time. So that's the only kind of podcast. What? No, go on, go on, go on. That's the only, you know, uh, as far as like a podcast talk radio type of thing, that's, you know, someone that I've been listening to for a long time. Do you listen to him in quarantine? Yes. Because I feel the way he does sometimes about certain things. (laughs) (laughs) Is is he still, uh, is he still recording during quarantine? Yes, he's in his, he had a studio put in his, um, Hampton's house and he's recording out of there. He made the guy wear a full hazmat suit and <laughs> put it in and um yeah and then he had Beth wear the hazmat suit and go in and clean it after the guy wore the hazmat suit and installed it. <laughs> what what else have you have the you and the Rosses been doing in quarantine to, to pass the time? Have you guys done jigsaw puzzles or anything? No, because I'm gonna be honest. Matt Ross is working full days from home and I'm working for camp still. So we're kind of like working during the day, you know. So that, you know, obviously he doesn't travel, but 
you know, he's still, was still home working. Jake's been doing online classes and uh, Zach's doing his own thing. But um, so we're all just keeping busy, you know, and staying at home and watching TV. And hand-washing time, right? Lots of hand-washing. I think I, I don't think I've ever <laughs> gone through so much soap in my house in so long. And now I'm wondering if the other family members were using it as often as I was. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, and I'm really on the hunt for Lysol. Okay, that's a real challenge for me. Can't find spray Lysol. And if you know me from camp and you know me um, in the world, I always have like four cans of Lysol at a time and I cannot find any Lysol. So it's like a crisis. Is, is, it's always is there like in the office. Exactly. I would listen. I mean, I'm not, I, I mean, I was spraying people with Lysol before it was popular. So I mean, <laughs> people would come in like the health center and they would say, oh, I was just in the health center. Someone's throwing up. And I'd be like, okay, here's some Lysol. But, psh, get away. So I was, you know, <laughs> I was like spraying Lysol, social distancing a little bit, I think, before it became very popular. <laughs> that, that's great. You don't need you don't need no pandemic to to bring out the Lysol. No, no, absolutely and now not. Everyone else is riding this riding this bandwagon. That's not that's fair to you. the thing. I can't get my Lysol now because these characters are on my train. Get off. I've, I've been riding the train. The clowns have come on to my train, and I cannot get rid of the clowns. <laughs> is is there any like Costco or B? Yes, but they're out of. Um, first, it was toilet paper. If you got toilet paper, you hit Lotto. So we we've managed to get <laughs> at least um, uh, two packs from Costco. You only allowed one at a time, but we've ordered it. So anyway, we we do have like sixty rolls. So I think we're good. But cleaning products, you cannot get. And I, you know, I have a little OCD. I always stocked up on that. But um, now my supply is getting low and I cannot get, you know, what I used to be able to get. So I'm wondering, did people clean their houses before the pandemic? Were people just not <laughs> doing anything? Like, you know, it was always like a norm for me. And for them, uh, what, did you just wake up, I want to say? <laughs> no it definitely makes me question like all these people are like oh man like washing my hands so often i was like Were you right. not already washing See, your it's like so a often? thing like dude did you know soap existed prior to the pandemic like it's always been out there so i'm a little up like at, concerned up at school for me i had we ran out of dish soap and hand soap on the same day like our uh. big giant bottle it was brutal but today we went grocery shopping we we had to go. So we had they didn't, they were out at the grocery store. We had to end up going to Target, but we got it. No, oh, good, good. Now, do you wear a mask? Oh yeah, yeah, me oh, too. Yeah. You know what I use too? Uh, that Skodak buff. I wear it over the mask. The the like. Oh, uh, did you get the buff? The multi-purpose one. Yes. So this is a little embarrassing. I that they gave that out at staff tribals, right? Okay. I, I, had, I slept through that. So now we I, know I, I that you know. don't have that. Gotcha. I guess it's karma, right? <laughs> like you sleep through staff tribals, you don't get the buff. Listen, that buff has been like a save, saving me. Like I wear it over the mask. Like, so I feel like, you know, double protected. Does Luke wear a mask? He actually, I had to put him in a Skodak buff um, for a picture, but he doesn't wear the mask outside. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's really cute. Was that for Camp Shirt Day? Yes, that was for Camp Shirt Day. Wear your Camp Shirt Day. I wore my Camp Shirt, but I forgot to take a photo. So what does that count for? Uh, send it in, and maybe we can put it in the next blog as, like, you know, slept through tribals, slept through Camp Day, wear your Camp Shirt Day. <laughs> Or like a, a belated where your camp first day from Saratoga well you know Springs. yeah right <laughs> you slept through that too come on <laughs> we were um we were wondering if if we could start by asking you over time I mean you've been at camp for for so many different periods what what's it been like to see camp change and in what ways is it the same and in what ways is it is it like very different and foreign from what it used to be? Uh, okay, so obviously the facilities have changed over the years. I mean, they're so much better and there's more activities and um, things like that of that nature. Like camp looks the same, but once you start walking into a bunk or walking into certain facilities, like we didn't have skull carts or any of that, or that whole area, ropes, low ropes. We didn't have any of that high ropes. So that's all new. We never had the amphitheater. So it's neat to like have experienced all of this. And one of my favorite things is, is the fire circle. So I do enjoy that, you know, we have that area and I feel like it's really um, a special place to a lot of people. Um, and I mean, I did love camp back in the 80s. I'm not going to lie. It was um, it was great. It was a good time. Obviously, I was a camper for three summers, and then I was on staff for four. So as a camper, it's great. I mean, you know, you're just, you know, living it up, right? But then on staff, um, we had fun, and we had White Oak. So back in the day, you weren't asked back everyone. No, not every LT or CIT and waiter were asked back. It was really select. So any of my friends who didn't get asked back to Skodak, the good thing was is they would go to White Oaks and work at White Oaks. So at least we could hang out at night at the local bar. Did you miss them? Did we mix them? No, did you miss them? Oh, like, yes. I mean, yeah, I missed them, but I knew at night I was going to see them. Like, we'd always see each other at night at the bar. So, you know, we didn't... Um, I miss them because, but when you're working at camp, you and I both know it's hard to be, see your friends. You're really working. Right. So it was more like I looked forward to it because it was a way for me to have fun with them. But, you know, I didn't have to, during the day, stress about, you know, oh, am I going to see, you know, my friend Doug today? Oh no, I'll see him later. You know, when we go. So it was fun that we had that, that camp and that opportunity because they pretty much hired anybody that was breathing. So um, they had a shot to always get a job up there, which was good for us. You know, the ones who got asked back, but wanted to be with our friends because it was hard to, to, that was just summer home that you spent mm -hmm. with all those people, mm -hmm. you know, what was, what was the, what was the criteria like for being asked back? It was tough. I mean, I, I think we had about 14, 15 CITs my summer and only six of us were asked back. Um, it was pretty tough. I mean, you had to be like, have outstanding reviews and, um, get really good feedback from everybody, ACs and, you know, B, you know, um, GLs and, and the, uh, we only had one girl and one boy, uh, head counselor, but they would have to like you. And it was tough. I mean, 
yeah, the odds were, it was, it was stressful to be honest. And, um, you know, you really had to prove yourself to be asked back. And, and then, you know, Owen, I don't know if you know this story, but changed it because he was doing trunks one year. And so when you do the trunks, we used to go to people's houses and pick up the trunks. It wasn't um, a local, uh, you know, a generalized location. So he remembers going to someone's house and he was taking the brother's trunks and the sister was hysterical crying as they're putting the trunks in the truck. And he just went back to Paul and was like, this is awful. Like we have these people come to camp for eight years, you know, whatever, five years, six, whatever. And then they're CIT and we don't ask them back. And it, it's awful. Like we got to change it. And I think he revolutionized the, um, the program too. Whereas now, you know, you're at least everyone's given a shot to come back. I don't know why, you know, I guess during the time we were young and I guess they wanted older counselors looking back to that era. Um, and maybe that was why the competition, you know, it was like, okay, we want only a like 16, you know, we want like a total of eight girls or eight boys to be 16 years old and be a counselor. You know, I don't know what, you know, maybe they wanted older people back then. So, mm -hmm. but it was hard to get asked back and you really had to, you know, be on your best behavior and be like well-liked and all that. So it was, but it was, I think it's good that it's changed because I think it was, it was a lot of pressure and, and, and hard, you know, cause then like, what if you got asked back and your friend didn't, even though there was that opportunity to go somewhere else, it still was sad. Like, a girlfriend, like my guy friends, I was fine with because how often did I see them during the day? But the girls were different because then them I would run into a lot more. Mm -hmm. So that was, mm -hmm. that was the downside and you felt bad. I think Owen made a great call there. That, that, I, I do too. Important. I think it was a very yeah. important what he did. Yep. He definitely changed it and, and it's been so much better. I couldn't imagine. I mean, like Eric and I, the, like our second year group, we all came back for, for I think like just about all of us for two two years in a row. And I couldn't imagine if like seven of us or something were denied denied that opportunity. That sounds that sounds really unfortunate. It is. So. It, it's and then the other thing was is that so the girls were first year counselors. But the boys had a two-year program. So the boys your age were second-year waiters. They were not on staff. So it was weird because mm -hmm. you were campers with them, right, this whole time. But then now you're on staff, and they're technically still a camper. It was it was weird. So I like the way they fixed it, whereas everyone's the same age moving up at the same time. Mm -hmm. Because I think it was like – because you were able to go out and go on days off, and then your friends – who you grew up with, who were waiters, like didn't have any of those um, same age, didn't have the same flexibility and didn't have the same privileges. What, um, what, 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 uh, who were your campers? Well, I had Becky Croner my first summer. Yeah, I know. Right. Wow. You want to talk about pressure. I don't remember if she slept in the bunk with us, but I know she was definitely like a day camper with us. Um, I had I, her when I had cool. like Lisa Tamburino and a bunch of people that there's an old picture floating around that I have of when she was my camper. Um, 
but I don't know. I don't believe she might've slept in the bunk till she was older. I think when I had her, she was just like a day camper coming with the group. And I had, so now I have like, um, some of the parents, I was their counselor. Um, I'm trying to think of the kids, uh, we have a camp. We had, I had a Meredith Gershon, her daughter, Alex comes now. I had, um, Andrea Weinstein and her daughter comes now also. Um, so there, there are a couple of kids that I was their counselor and now their kids are at camp, which is kind of neat, um, to see this next generation, you know, of, um, you know, people that I was counsel for coming up and, do you find that campers are a lot like their parents when you when you know their parents because they they used to go to camp? Um, not always. I think um, I think it's the time for the kids to really like. I feel like that's where they they don't want to be like their parents, so they kind of disconnect from that <laughs> yeah. and they kind of want to be their own person because you know you're always with you right you with your parents for ten months. It's like it's time to be who you want to be and not what your parent wants you to do. So I think it's a good time for them to not be like that, you know. Some, some I had, I mean, I was mm -hmm. a, so I was a GL when I had Alexis Gershony's mom as my BC, Stephanie Goldberg. And I mean, her kids are great. You know, I, I love them and she's great. So, I mean, in that instance, they're pretty much the same. But, you know, I think everyone is their own, you know, comes to camp and does camp their own way, which is the great thing about camp. I agree with that. I agree, I agree so wholeheartedly yeah. with that. That that is that is a really nice thing. That camp that camp is so unique to everyone everyone's own experience of it. I just want I just want to vocalize that. And I can tell you that I never went on stage as a camper until bunk plaque night or like a I, we didn't even have triple crown when I was there, but we had. BPN. So I never went on stage unless I had to do that. But if you, you know, all those forced things, I, I was against it. I refused to get on the stage. I had every excuse. But, oh, now, no. but now I went on the stage in when Michael Samuels was a LT. And um, I don't know, they asked me to be in the thing. And that was one of the first times I was ever on the Skodak stage, like not for you know, a BPN, like actually like saying a line and being in front of camp. Did you have fun? I did. Yeah. Let's go. Woohoo! It was fun. Is, is it, it's not the, yes. it's not the same stage, is it? Same stage. I mean, yeah, really? they only added like that trap door. We didn't have a trap door, but that was the same thing. And we had socials every Friday night, which I we love like, you know, um, so we would have services outside, you know, where arts and crafts is now there was a big barn door. So we would have services there overlooking like the tennis courts and they were more religious. Um, and then we would go into the playhouse and have a social and it was all, all dancing. So, you know how they do the two dances, the celebrations, they call them. We had that every Friday night. So we actually had a celebration, basically. Well, not as they decorate and all that a little bit, but not. But it was every Friday night we had, it, and and I really we all enjoyed it. It was fun. But did they ever? Did they ever do any like, uh, like 
mixing with the, the only thing team. we did with White Oaks was intercamp games, and it would be like two days, so it would be a weekend, like a Saturday and Sunday. We would have all activities with them. Um, like we'd have a swim meet and then they'd come for a track meet, but so it was a two day thing and we, we competed only with white Oaks and then competitive. Yes. And I will tell you, and I don't, it must've been, maybe it was 80, it was 80, 86. I want to say that, you know, they used to beat us in a lot of things. They were a different, you know, if you could go back to the movie meatballs and compare like the meatballs camp with the, uh, you know, that other camp, we were like the other camp and they were like meatballs. <laughs> so, but they had bigger guys than we did and they would always win tug of war against our older guys. So in 86, they made a pact our older guys that they would drop the rope when they were pulling really hard. So <laughs> when they were going at it, Skodak just, at the same time, all dropped, and they just all went flying and fell back into each other. It was a very classic uh, moment. <laughs> what are your thoughts on the, on the new blanket? Um, I understand that we had to, obviously, you know, with going with the times, the logo needed to be changed, but I, I do cherish my old blanket. The old blankets are legendary. Yeah, I'm with you. I sort of, I sort of agree with it. I think they're doing the right thing, but nonetheless, are the new blankets fleece? Is that a that's a rumor I heard? No, I believe we're staying with the. um, It's the same. It's just that we have the S logo now. We don't have obviously the Indian, you know, and um, it's a pretty blanket. It's still that green and white like blend, but it's not. It's just different. Yeah. So I would cherish, I do cherish my old one actually. And to me, that's part of my history at camp. You know, uh, I still have sweatshirts with with the old logo and stuff, and I'm not going to get rid of them. I'm going to keep them. What do you, what do you think the the best piece of camp attire? Well, I wore last week a five circle. I don't know if you guys have been going to any of the virtual ones, but I wore my five year jacket. Um, which I still have from 1987. And it's an amazing shape. It's from Champion, which is now back and popular again, right? Mm -hmm. And it's one of the most well-made pieces of Mm -hmm. clothing I probably own because they don't make things like they did. So it's like, it was really nostalgic and it was, it's probably one of my favorite pieces of camp apparel that I own um, is my five-year jacket that still has my maiden name in a Sharpie inside. Wow. I almost bought one at T-shirt auction this year. Yeah, Paul bad. wants it. Paul has asked me several times, but I, I just can't part with it. Oh, you can't get rid of that thing. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm no not. Chance. No, I'm not. I know Jay Friedman did, and I think Lewis Fear bought it. And that's, yeah, that's that's what I, that's what I was bidding on. And yeah. Lewis, and I gotta say, as, as much as I'd love to have one on right now, I don't think it. It was a lot of money. Lewis spent like three hundred. Three hundred, he told me. Yeah. Yeah. That's and you know what? I, I'd rather and and to me, I'm a sentimental person. So if I gave the t-shirt auction a hundred bucks instead of my jacket, I'd feel better because I want to keep that jacket. That means more to me. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah. I parted with a Sachem shirt that I can't remember who bought it. 
Oh, it was office, right? Yeah, office. I don't Who know. Who bought that? I, can't I remember. remember. That. I can't remember now. But I think it brought in like a hundred dollars or close to a hundred bucks. So that's a good thing. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I'm not giving you my jacket though. Sorry. <laughs> not not to you, but just in general. Like uh, it's things that are sentimental. I'm that kind of person. I like to keep things like that. We spoke a lot about about camp in like in the eighties and, and how it used to be. What what are you most excited about with these off season changes? Which which is like which just kind of. I'm totally most- looking forward to a new office. Naturally, um, yeah. I mean that's important. I mean it's going to have so many upgrades to things that we. I'm not going to lie that I'm 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 not loving that I'm on the other side of camp initially. I'm sure I will get used to it, but I'm a creature of habit and, you know, I'm close to my pod and I can kind of walk back and I just, and we're near the HC and and now we're kind of going. So the head staff is obviously staying and we're going to be on the other side. So it, it will be fine, but you know, it's that not, you know, till you get there and you get in a groove and you know how everything's working. Um, but I am excited because I've seen pictures and it's beautiful and it's, I mean, it's, it's like, um, it's almost like a big old chalet looking type of building with giant windows and a big room with, you know, a fireplace. And um, it, it's very, it's beautiful, like walnutty pine and, you know, obviously brand new bathrooms. We have a room now where we can actually put a kid if he has to make a call you know, they don't have to use the office phones um, and Paul and Matt and Rachel and tours. And I have a male room and I have Ooh. a real, yes, I have a male room and I have Ooh. a window, like a real window that slides and like with a ledge and they'll get the mail there. Not like, you know, JPEG with the ruler um, under the window, you know, <laughs> with his little... Uh, with his little uh, gig that he had there. Um, so this is going to be more official. <laughs> Although I did miss him last summer. JPEG, Emma, Charlie. Yes. Charlie. All legends. Who else? Helen. Helen. Helen's awesome. Yep. Yeah, yeah they're all missed. And, and I don't know if, you know, but this could be breaking news to you. Um, Shelby is not returning to the office for 2020, which was very sad. Yeah, very sad to me. Um, So it's me and Simone right now. Um, And then we will have, you know, with hiring all these utility counselors, uh, the plan is to have someone obviously in with me in the office. The the Talking Willow would like to give a huge shout out then to Simone. That's very exciting news. Yeah. Um, Breaking news on the pod. Yeah. Yeah. Can we call it that? Is that fair game? It is. Yeah, it is. We're, we're breaking it. It is breaking, breaking it. We're breaking news. We're like Jake Tapper. <laughs> <laughs> You're breaking news. Now, you know, we got to get some more utility counselors. If you guys came back, that would be breaking news. Who, If someone wants to be a utility counselor, what should they do? Uh, call Owen or email Owen at skodak.com. And, um, you know, everyone's, uh, we're, we're, anyone can call. <laughs> we're interviewing everybody. 
there we go. There's a little PSA for, for camp in the middle of the, the willow pod. That's right. <laughs> you know, Kim, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty curious and this is, and, I'm, and this is a, this is going a little bit off script, but I'm, I am really curious what, I mean, if, if you're able to, what is the, what is the talk? All right. About, so we are preparing. Summer? We're going home. We are, we have, we have everything rolling as if we're starting June 20. I don't remember what date it is this year, June 25th. We have everything rolling as we're, because we're starting on a Thursday. Um, so we have everything as go. Um, I'm not, you know, basically what we've told the parents is, you know, we're in touch with the American Camping Association. We're in touch with the CDC and the Rensselaer County Department of Health. And and they're going to guide us and make the decision. And but if camp is able to open, um, we will be opening. Uh, Obviously, you know, a lot of people need camp in these crazy times. And um, I think a lot of parents want to you know, give their kids that experience. And I do, you know, I'm being honest, they've been all locked up. If you figure it out, they've been locked, not locked up, but we've all been quarantined for about as long as a camp session, a full (laughs) session is. So we, the camp session is about 52 days. So we've been quarantined, all of us together for about that length of time. So I'm sure the parents are ready to get rid of, um, their kids for the summer in a good way and a bad way because they know it's a great experience <laughs> but it's also a break for them I mean they've been working their teachers now for their kids right so it's so much to put on all these parents I mean I'm glad that my kids are older if I had younger kids in this oy. I, I can imagine sometimes I, I, I yeah. try and think optimistically and and if camp does happen to if I were on staff there or if I were a camper there or really just who in any capacity, just to be at camp after, yeah, being locked up for a full camp, is, mm-hmm. it just feels liberating. And so, I could right. see, I could see myself looking back on this summer as a really special one to to participate in. And I, I, I hope that it, that camp's able to operate in some capacity because I, I agree, people need it. Right. And that's our outlook. You know, we're just remaining very optimistic. We have Zoom calls. We trying to keep everyone active with uh, we do a Monday, Wednesday, Friday activity with everybody on Facebook and Instagram. And um, we want everyone to know that, you know, we will if if, you know, everything falls into place. Right. And, and they give the green light, then everything will will fall in for us. And, we'll, you know, it's a go. Well, that's good. I know. That's good. Yeah. We're yeah happy great, news on, on the Willow Pod. <laughs> that's right. That's good news. I mean, I know other camps, you know, I mean, <laughs> the URJ camps, and my niece and nephew are actually going to Surprise Lake, canceled their first session. Um, but we are really optimistic. And, you know, let's see. I mean, camp will may look different this year, but let's hope there is camp. I hope I hope people are smart enough to know that right. if they're going, it's gonna it, it, it they're gonna need to contribute some flexibility on their part. And exactly, and people show up and then they're like, "Wait, what's this? This isn't what it's normally like, huh? Come on, that that would be, that would be weak." I think. Right. I mean, I don't see camp going like as we normally do. I think there will be changes, and you know, just based on the, what's going on in the world. But we we want to make it work. 
Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So, you know, with the, we have to go with the times once again, right? Just roll, roll with the changes. Mm -hmm. Eric, do you want to move it, move into the next segment? Yeah. So we have a, we have a little segment of the show called, uh, called Rec Hall Reflections. Um, and, uh, you know, is there any, any sort of camp moment? And, and, and you have a very special perspective of, of really any of our guests, not only because of, of the timeline by which you've, you've been with camp, but also the fact that you're a year round staff member. What is, what is like, you know, what, what are some, some things that you sort of reflect upon when it comes to, to camp? What do I reflect upon? Um, I just love that camp is is a place where even myself you know being an adult in this crazy world we can be who we are we can have lots of laughs we can have downtime one of my favorite things to reflect on is like a campus choice when I'll take a walk and I see uh, kids just laying in the grass laughing or you know, I see the kids at hockey and I just, it's just an overall good feeling of just everyone kind of being happy and being in a good place and doing what they want to do. And, and I find it, I find myself reflecting a lot on those camp of choice times. Um, and then my other favorite time is, is fire circle. Um, uh, just going down, hearing Paul's story, just seeing everyone really being kind and, and caring and just being surrounded by people who are real and who really care about you. You know, sometimes in the world, we, we, we know there are people that are our friends, but really are not our friends. And I feel like at Skodak that that's not what what I experience. I really experience true family and, an environment where I, where I myself feel safe around everyone. And I feel like everyone's family and everyone's really there to support one another. And, and just, that's, it's just very, it's a great place to be. And I reflect on those times when I'm in my regular world and my regular life, right. In the 10 months or nine months that I'm in, in Jersey, um, I, I cherish that time because I know that, that's not how the real world works. When, when throughout the year you're, you're say at a camp reunion or, or work, working with Matt and Rachel and the T and Owen and everyone to, to mm-hmm. make camp happen and all that, do, does it feel very distant from the summer or does it still feel like you're, you know, not at camp, but like working, working to, to make camp and like, Yeah, no, I get it. Um, Since so I was seasonal, obviously, up until this September. And I will tell you that that position where I was just in the summer, you do feel kind of removed because I'm really not involved in that much. It was very it was just like, okay, you'll be here end of May and you stay till end of August and you kind of take over. It's like the passing of the torch in the Olympics. But I find being year round, I am included in everything. They, they go out of their way to make sure I'm included. And it's really meant a lot to me. Um, Matt, Rachel, Owen, they have gone above and beyond to just make me feel really welcome. And like I'm important and, you know, my feedback matters and, 
even if it's not feedback, just to include me on a Zoom call, just to keep, just to have me there to hear what's going on. So it's really been uh, different for me and, and in a positive way. I, I couldn't imagine working for camp year round. I'm sure it would. I'm sure it would be like working for camp in the summer to the extent that it. it I, I think it would probably be frustrating for me at times, but ultimately, I think, in a in a broader sense, I'd enjoy it. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just imagine like you know, camp has always been special to me. So I just am feel like very lucky to be able to have camp still in my life at this stage in my life and where I am that my kids have gone, that it still means so much to me and that I'm able to, to actually be a part of it now year round um, just makes it that much more special. I've always had a, a different rela- experience with, with family and how it relates to camp because for me, my parents didn't go to camp and my sister didn't go to camp with me. She never went to Skodak mm-hmm. and I'm a twin. So I've always like been very much attached to my sister growing up and camp was this time when I could come and be an only child and I loved it. Mm-hmm. I just loved it to, to be my own person. But my family's always felt almost removed, not removed from, but, but, adjacent to that experience i think and and not not fully incorporated with it but obviously that that must be different for you i mean get that must be awesome getting to to be with be with family at camp yeah i mean it's been great watching them grow up and and enjoy it as much as me and like to see them do things that i you know always wanted my kids to do at skodak um be able to actually live it with them has been great Really, it's it's definitely a plus. We were waiters with Jake, and that was great. Yes. So, and I was co-staff with Jake last yeah. year, and that was yeah. also great. Yep. He's got one more year. This would be. This will be. Well, you know, this is going to be his last uh, hurrah, as they say. I guess, right? Um, <laughs> he pulled one more out. And, um, you know, he's looking forward to it. And it's the kind of place where, you know, and I told, and and this has always been my my mantra, you know, come as long as you can, because there's going to be a day when you really can't go back to camp. And that's when you're going to miss it the most. Um, so enjoy it while you can. I mean, the real words out there and the real world. And, um you know, it's not all that it's always cracked up to be, you know, camp is a kind of special place that you don't really get to experience that for, you know, the, the length we all would love to. Mm-hmm. Is that Luke? Yes. Luke. <laughs> That's Luke. Luke the legend. <laughs> who was part of the tribals break, the first two day tribals, um, him and Tugs were part of the break. That break was excellent, I thought. Yeah, that was a good break with uh, who came out of the back, uh, Drew Cummins. Yeah. Oh my gosh, Eric, do you know about what happened? So, so the theme was Pokemon. Um, no, I didn't hear about and, it. Uh, maybe we should have Baker on to talk about this. But the the theme was Pokemon, and for the break, at one point, it was it your whose trailer was it that they did um, it was Simone and Grace's trailer. In Simone and Grace's trailer, basically hugs and. And Luke go into the trailer on one side, and Kim, you were holding. You were holding. Yeah, it, right? yeah, yeah. 
Um, and then they go in and like they wait for a second. And on the other side, they evolved, and out comes Drew Gummins dressed like a dog. <laughs> And no one knew he was there. Like, he- right? No one knew he came to camp. No one knew he was around. So it was a really big, you know. Jaina didn't know. Jaina was surprised. No. Yeah. Right. So, so it was, that was cool. great. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, he evolved to Tugs and Luke. <laughs> the cool thing is, you know, they they got to hang out more with me this summer in the office, and. Um, what, that's going to hopefully be the way that it is um, set up in the new office too. So it's great because they get to hang out where they're not alone all day and, you know, they're pretty good chill dogs. Which I like. And they drink Poland Spring. Mm-hmm. They drink po- only Poland Spring. <laughs> Luke has a <laughs> See, like we're not alone. I Even at Costco, my husband's like, why can't we buy the Kirkland water? I'm like, because we can't. I'm like oh, Poland Spring. It really has- no. I'm sorry, Will. I have to. I'm a Poland Spring. <laughs> what are you with Aquafina? Another another premium brand or no? Me too. No Poland Spring. No. No, it, has it to is be definitely. Poland. I, I'm agreeing. Poland Spring is a premier water. I know, I but Will, like you probably like the filter thing. I mean, I know you're very green Kim, and you cycle, right? So. Yeah, well, yeah, you don't have to be very green to recycle and just drink from the tap. But I'm not – only the best for Luke. <laughs> I understand that. Well, I, I must say that every summer he got sick, and and I attributed <laughs> it to the water at a certain point because you narrow it down, right, and you don't know why every summer at camp he gets this bad stomach thing. But – we did attribute it down to the grass. It's the grass. When he eats the grass at camp, it's different from the grass in Jersey. So this summer, my vet has a plan to go in, like, pre-treating him so that we don't get to the point where he gets so sick. So, And also, I mean, try to keep him from eating the grass. But Work you know. week crew needs to be mm-hmm. 100% invested in removing all the rat poison. <laughs> Too. Oh yeah, that was not fun um, when I had to take him and uh, Tugs to uh, the vet when they ate rat poison. That was that was no, that they was were, not. They fun. were troopers, though, right? Yeah, they were great. Um, they had to bring them in. They made them get the rat poison out, you know, vomiting, and then they were on vitamin K for I think two weeks. It's like the a- anecdote for it, and they were great. They bounced back, but I am I don't let any rat poison be thrown in my pod um, in the off season. I don't, I tell them I don't want it because um, I, it makes me too nervous. I don't blame you. I did get a pod makeover, by the way, this is another big announcement. Um, Matt, Matt called it pimp your pod. Um, I got oh. naughty pine on the ceiling now. Um, so I have a nice wood ceiling and I got my air conditioner put into the wall and not the window. So oh, now I have like a real window. Yeah. That's excellent. Yeah, that's big. That was so pimp my pod. Yep. Your your pod oh. deserves that. <laughs> no, no, none deserve that more than you, Kim. Uh, I, I was hoping for a second floor, but I don't think I'm getting it. A loft. <laughs> a loft. Yeah, I need a loft. I need a loft. You can Airbnb it to yeah, you need a, you need a for canteens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I will tell you, the new Camper Kitchen looks great. The new um, game room is nice, and the fitness center looks really good. I mean, Terry and Josh have worked really hard. I mean, shout out to them. Um, they did all that work themselves. You want to hear a crazy story that happened to me earlier this year? I was um, I, I was at school, and I drove to Massachusetts. to I, I had to get something out of a store there, and when I come back, um, I stopped at my place because we were passing through. Okay. And me, me and uh, my friends just stopped to get a bite there because we needed lunch. And all of a sudden, Terry and Josh just walked in. That's hysterical. Yeah. And uh, it, Josh was wearing a big Skodak hoodie, so you couldn't miss him. <laughs> I was like, Terry, Josh. And they, they, they were about as surprised as I was to see me. So, oh, that that's really fun. nice. Yeah, that was a fun run. And then I actually, I went to camp uh, a month or two later during the winter and I got to see the, the in development, the new kitchen and the new office. And it, it looks beautiful. Yeah. And the, the little um, basement space underneath the, the office. Which is not really a basement. It's an LT lounge. That's right. Owen was very Ooh. about that. And there's the tube. We haven't even talked about that. I know. We, have, another we have a second tunnel now. The tube. For Abigail, for Abigail Tubin, a hall oh. coordinator. Nice. Um, yeah. Kim, I, I have a question that <laughs> um, you used to get questions about this a lot. I know a few years ago, and now I, I just have to ask again. What's the oh. deal with Toby, the laundry ghost? So Toby was our counselor in 1984. We lived in G7A. Um, she was the arts and crafts counselor, but she was our, what you call SAC now. We just had her and as an activity counselor that lived with us. Um, and she would wear all black. Uh, she was strange. She would read our palms and she would say we were all spoiled brats and, you know, um, do all these weird things. But she um, ended up, I guess, that she, she didn't like us, so we must have insulted her in some way. So she slept in the laundry room to avoid being in the bunk with us. But the next morning, um, she was gone. So it was only one night she lasted in the laundry room, and um, they let her go. But she uh, apparently, I didn't even realize, because my last summer was in 89. She was there 84. And... I, I guess the Toby thing really wasn't big to even when I left, but when I came back in 08, I had heard that Toby really was a, was a real um, legend. The rumor is that Toby is on the Iroquois spirits plaque. If I have this one, right. It I, was, what year was that? I don't know what year that was. We should, we should I will tell you that Jamie there's, another, there's another bizarre um, story with the Toby thing. So we started camp on a Wednesday. Um, so she was there Wednesday night, Thursday night, and then she was gone by Thursday at some point. Um, Friday night, we have the services. We have our social. All of a sudden, we got a crazy storm at camp. I mean, I haven't had a storm that bad since that day. And we lost all the power at camp. Um, 
Lenny was the head counselor at the time. We couldn't find one of his sons. It was like a really scary evening. Um, we had to run back to our bunks with no power. The counselors had a flashlight. We had no power once we got back to the bunk. Obviously, the legend was that Toby sent the storm to us. Um, I will say that was the big Toby thing. I mean, the, the streams in the back of all the bunks that run along the back was overflowing. We didn't have power for, for a good like 24 hours at camp. So it was a crazy time. And we all blame that on Toby that she had, you know, sent that storm to us. She's a ghost. So do you think she's a ghost? I don't think she's a ghost. Um, I oh. think she was a weird person. And, you know, coincidence, as coincidence <laughs> has it, and you're a kid, and, you know, I was like 13 at the time, and I was like, oh, my God, you know, this, yeah, she sent us, she did this, she cursed us, she sent this storm. But looking back, I mean, I mean, do I think Toby really sent the storm? No. But now that I'm older and I, you know, reflected, <laughs> But um, and I and I hope my mother-in-law doesn't hear this ever. But that's her name, and I should have known that there would have been a Toby uh, reference for the rest of my life, <laughs> not in a great way. <laughs> oh man! So I do laugh that in in reality, you know, I had that counsel Toby, and then I acquired a, a you know I had acquired another Toby later in life. Maybe she is a witch. I don't know. <laughs> This is, this is a pressure cooker. We're asking you the hard-hitting questions like, is Toby a ghost? <laughs> I mean, I don't know if she's a ghost, but, you know, she definitely I, I was a strange, so. strange girl. No, just a strange, strange person who didn't belong at camp. I think it's kind of funny that Toby's now just some, like, strange person somewhere. You know, she... I'm sure she hasn't thought about camp in a billion years. And <laughs> right. Meanwhile, right. we're on a camp podcast talking about her. No, I'm telling you, I didn't realize when I left. I mean, I came back in 08 and Owen's like, <laughs> oh, my God, you know, the Toby, she's a big legend. And in the laundry, they wrote, they wrote, Toby was here. I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah, it like really like mushroomed up in the, all the years. Which is, you know, funny. I guess it's funny. Look, every camp, you know, you need like a camp story. Every camp has like a story, you know, like, I mean, if you were around for the tribal breaks when I was a kid, compared to them now, it's night and day. There was no Disney themed uh, breaks. It was like scare tactics. Were you there when they shot Paul? (laughs) No, I mean, I was there when they had the locals come into the bunks and wake us up um, and, like, bang on our beds and call us all kinds of names. And, you know, we all went to the flagpole. And and my – I was a counselor that year. My co-counselor fainted. Like, she, like, fainted because she was so taken aback by this. She thought this was a – I mean, we all thought. You know, back then when something like this went down – and it was around tribals time. You kind of figured, okay, this is tribals. It's all part of tribals. But I, she was new in like a first year. Like, you know, she didn't know what the hell was going on. So obviously it was very scary to her. The rest of us were like, oh, okay, this is tribals. You know, this is the break. Because it was always like one year someone got bit by a snake. And then he came by, back <laughs> by helicopter. But it was always like freaky things, you know. Um, it was never um, like... They're much, very, they're much lighter now. Remember the year they did the whole staff quitting and leaving and, 
we that was when Schechter, right, that's when Schechter was a LT. And, and I'll never forget, you know, I had walked out to the front main lawn and he was crying and he's like, I don't know where I'm going to go. I live in Florida, camp's closing. And I remember walking back into the office and like seeing Karen or whatever. And I was like, this has gone way too far. I'm like, you know, back in the day, we would have been like, oh, this is a tribal's break. I said, but these kids never experienced like that kind of break. So they think it's real. Like, so that's when we, when everyone said, holy, we got to go out Mm -hmm. there and cut this off. So, I mean, you know, I think the counselors kind of took it to a new level too. Maybe, you know, they went a little overboard with their acting, but um, <laughs> that did didn't get, help. <laughs> did you get fake fired that day or did you fake quit that day? <laughs> I did not because I, I knew what was going on. But I, I, I know like Jake Levine, you know, and I think he did great. But I guess everyone just really got serious. But even back then, like if we had seen everyone doing that, it still wouldn't have, have been the same mentality just because it's been so different that we've known like, oh, yeah, here comes, you know, they're throwing things out of cars. They're being a little scary. I mean, there was one, I'm sure, I don't know if you heard about the one when Uncle Dave was in in, in charge of camp. They had a kid <clears throat> drown in the pool and they didn't tell his sister that it was a part of the fake. So it was a little traumatic to the sister thinking that something really happened. So, you know, going dating back, I think, you know, times were different, you know, you wouldn't do that now, but um, you know, it's just funny things, you know, that um, back then we would have said, Oh, this is tribals. And now kids don't think that way, which, which is, I guess it's the world we live in, you know, it's a different, well, even staff had different, you know, we had, different rules back you know rules but you know things were different do you uh do you remember a few years ago when paul came out shirtless for the break yeah no what break was that that was eric were you there you were there for that right i think that was michael right yeah yeah i remember shirtless mike samuels the one that wasn't scooby-doo oh when he was yeah Yeah. i like i will tell you something the 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 ones now are so um intricate and done well and i mean they are phenomenal i mean i think they really do a good job and and i like them better than what we did i mean it was kind of like just thrown together and they did it and tribals broke but in this respect, I like I like all the leading up to. I like how Doug has incorporated like uh, hints and little things, and and I think it really gets everyone really motivated and really excited, you know. So it's I, I really like the way it's changed and evolved. I think it's for the better the way it's done now. It when when camp is most motivated to participate in tribals and really compete, I think those are summers where camp tends to be better. And when tri- tribal, tri- I think tribal is a good indicator of camp spirit. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. And, 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 you know, I, I will say too, we had six day tribals and, and that was long. We had a rest day in between. I do like how it's five days and it's kind of just boom, boom, boom. I think it's better. Wasn't the rest day just sing practice all day? Yes. And, it's and to be horrible. quite honest with you, it was silly. Like, I'm glad that it went to five days. Like you didn't need that practicing of sing all day. It was, 
you know, it, it, it was really silly. So that was another Owen move. And I believe it was Owen who said, Shh, get rid of that, cut it down. And I think it was one of the best things, you know? Yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Well, I mean, for two on our pod today. Let me tell you, I mean, I've watched sync. I'll be walking yeah. past the rec hall and they would be having sync practice in there. And the kids, the little kids are not, I mean, you know, it's, it's not, it's very hard to get them. I mean, imagine a full day of that. I mean, you're talking about an hour, 20 minutes. And then if you're doing that all day, it's a little draining. I let us sing practice this year that we could like 35 minutes in. We were like, all right, we're done. It was yeah. too sad. Yeah. I mean, you know, I couldn't do that all day. Yeah, it's 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 hard. You're crying, right? Every albumata, you're reading that 16 times for the one day. You're crying the whole day. You know, I mean, it's sad. I mean, I used to. My first summer, I struggled with homesickness. Um, uh, you know, and my counselor, who happens to be Sue Marinoff, who is now Samuel and Eli Zausner's mom, they are campers now. Um, she said to me, you're going to cry to leave. And I said, no way. I want out. Send me home. And at Sing, it was Sing when I was hysterical. And I just walked up to her and I said, you were right. You were right. And I hugged her. And I, and I said, you know, you, you were right. I'm crying to leave this place. It, it, that's how, you know, it affected me. And, and every year I get sad when I leave. It's just, it's um, it's you know, it's 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 a comforting place, so it's hard. But when you're hearing the song all day, it doesn't help. I think it's he- I think it's healthy to be sad to leave camp. Yes, yeah. and I think if it's you're sad, sad to leave, it's a good yeah. sign, honestly. Yeah. Right, because if we were all like, oh yeah, woohoo, then you know the yeah. memories, the feelings, the friendships, you know. And I, I, you know, from me, I'm still. <laughs> I just had a zoom call Tuesday with all my camp friends from my years and it was amazing. And I, you know, I'm so happy that I see, you know, Jake still interacting with all of you guys. It means a lot to me, you know, to ha- that he has that bond. Um, you know, Zach talks to his whole crew, the super senior boys, you know, and it's so nice that they have that, you know, and, and it means a lot for me to see them have what I have, you know, uh, you know, from camp, which is important. Well, I think on that note, I I think it might make sense to move into our final segment. Sure. It's, it's fire sticks. That's how we like to end our podcast is by, by giving a fire stick to someone. And it's pretty much the same as, um, as in real life. Well, I guess this is real life, but as in, as in real (laughs) life, um, yeah, you, any anyone that you want to appreciate or, or vocalize that we all we all take an opportunity to give a fire stick to. Is that that a good way of putting it, Eric? Yeah. So I would. Yeah, I I really would like to yeah. just. I mean, I thank Linda and Paul Croner for creating camp and making it what it is, and I would like to acknowledge Matt for keeping that going and. Um, making everyone feel the same way with the warmth, the tradition and the spirit of Skodak and just um, making sure that we all stay close. And, um, you know, I'd also like to throw out that my family, you know, is pretty great and they're so supportive of camp and 
they, um, you know, understand and, you know, when I'm busy or I, during the summer when Jake has to take a back seat and I can't be running to Zach right away, um, you know, they get it and they've been great about it. So um, I appreciate them as well. Well, that's very nice. Eric, do you have one? I do. Um, you know, this is, this is, this is a cheesy one, but Kim, I want to, I want to dedicate my fire stick to you. Um, you were, you were, you were such a a second mom at camp for, for all those years. And, and, and you even listening to you talk on the podcast today, I get get a little teary. Thank you. And, and you guys are really all special to me. Um, your group, um, meant a lot to me. And I never saw a bunch of guys who, I'll never forget when JPEG was having his struggle, how it wasn't one guy coming to talk to me. It was 14 or whatever your total was, your 12. And it amazes me how you guys just supported him and were there and you're like that with each other. And it's, and it's amazing. It's really, truly amazing. Thank you. Shout out to you guys. (laughs) Yeah, it was really special. <laughs> well, am, am I a jerk? If I, I, I had fire sticks, and to be truthful, they, they weren't for either of you. Is, am I a jerk if I don't give No, you- no. I, I, I totally echo everything that that you've said, Eric. Kim, you, you are, you're, you no, are the no, you're fine. I, I, I'm going to stick with my guns. I've got three, three, three ways I want to give my fire sticks to. One is to my housemate, Rinzen, who went grocery shopping with me today. We stayed very Oh, Rinzen, I forgot he's your housemate. Send my love. Will do. I will. That will be the first thing I do. Zach loves Rinzen. And Rinzen loves Zach. Rinzen speaks fondly of Zach. And whenever he has a good camp story, it's frequently a good Zach story. Yeah, sweaty. Sweaty. Tell him sweaty. 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 I even call him that at home. My mother's like, that's not nice. I'm like, mom, we're not calling him that because he's really sweaty. It's like, because he wears the sweatshirt and he's always in a sweatshirt. Right. You know, I had to explain because she heard us calling him sweaty. <laughs> so um, one to Rinzen for going grocery shopping with me today. We stayed Rinzen, <laughs> yay. One to Owen for making all these great changes to camp. Owen, yeah. Big one there. And one to Evan Smearson. Who, who I spoke oh, yeah. briefly with earlier in this week. And I, I, I look forward to speaking with him more af- after I finish all my work on Tuesday and, and catching up. Nice. Yeah, that's it. When are you guys finished? Well, all my schoolwork is due in on the 5th. And then after that, I'm just sort of, they'll email me my diploma a few weeks later and I'm done. Nice. And what about you, Eric? Okay. I am. Uh, I've got about a week and a half left. That's good. But uh, I'm and you like where you are now, right? Uh, acting stuff. So it's just like you're at NYU, right? No. It's amazing. Yeah, I do. Yeah, <laughs> I am. Uh, shout, shout out! That's shout, right. Shout Woo! You. What, what are you gonna what, what are you gonna do now? I'm gonna cook dinner. Um, very exciting. Chicken cutlets. Yum. 
Yeah, they like them. Um, I bake mine, but they like theirs fried, so I do it for them. Mm. So, oh, that's, you know, I do, you know, treat them a little special. Um, and <laughs> I have to admit, though, this quarantine is killing me with cooking. It's like, uh, yeah, 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 I'm cleaning, cooking, <laughs> or doing laundry in between, you know, everything else. So it's a... Uh, you know, I hope they appreciate all the home cooked meals they're getting because when it when it opens up, they <laughs> might be getting takeout for a while. <laughs> I tell myself that the home cook like the home cooked meals are all I can all I can do to get myself through. Yeah, I'm not. I know people have been bringing food in and stuff. I, I'm not a fan of it right now. Um, I'm just. I, I, I guess I'm a little. Uh, probably more than I should be, you know, because you have to take it all out of the contain, as they say, right. And put it in your own dish and all that. And I'm like, by the time I do all that, I might as well just cook because to me, that's just as much work. I agree. So when it's safe to, you know, order in and all that, I'll get back on that bandwagon. But right now yeah. I'm going to stick with the, uh, you know, cause I just feel like it's, it's not even that I'm afraid of what 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 you know what what it can have i'm afraid i'm just don't want to deal with the cleanup and i feel like it's more work i mean these clowns have been, i'm calling them clowns have been eating um you know they'll get wendy's or, you know but yeah. you know that's easy you just kind of dump it but like to really order like a good meal in <laughs> i think it's a lot of work yeah yeah <laughs> Listen, that guy came home for spring you break get, you with every to, uh, piece of dirty laundry he owned. I don't think he did laundry for like a month. No, I get that. And he's lucky. You know, everyone's like, don't you have to go back <laughs> to get his clothes? I'm like, no. First of all, most of them came home with him. <laughs> I don't have to go back yet, but we do have to go back and move him out by the 12th. So, and then he's taking up it's supposed to be in a new apartment in the fall so we have to like store his stuff yeah. you know but um yeah you want some good news why there's over 10 hours of talking willow content available online right now it's on spotify all right i'm gonna have um the zach will show me how to access it <laughs> there you go yeah you got, you got it car listen oh i listen in the car well where am i driving though that's the problem <laughs> Where? Yeah, I mean, like, you know, in my car, <laughs> I used to love it, right? But am I going to just sit in the car now? No, Penn State for the 12. Wait, can I listen in the house on Spotify? Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, okay. So that's what, how I can listen. There you go. You got to have, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. get my clown son on this show. Which, which one? <laughs> Either one. Let them both. <laughs> Two clowns. Yeah. All right, we're coming for we're coming for our next Ross guests. Yeah, that's it. You get those two. Jay can oh. tell you all about his fishing expeditions. <laughs> He's out now catching more. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Yeah. <laughs> He's complaining that his wrist hurts. I'm like, then don't go fishing if you're hurting your wrist. Why are you going? <laughs> You know, oh, it's just he's a comedy act all in of his own. I love him to death. But, yeah. <laughs> he's been home now with me. You know, I had him at college for the past uh, two and a half years. Now it's uh, he's back home. College. It's hard. It's a hard transition for you guys, too. I'm sure coming back. I think a lot about yeah. Paul's uh, 
pretty routine annual services story where he starts mm -hmm. by saying, you know, transitions are hard. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. I think that's directed at the campers, but you know, there's a there's no, a lot it's not. I think it's said, I think he should send that thing about transitioning home to the staff. It's just as hard to go back home to the re yeah. quote unquote real world. That that's what I, that's what I'm going to be looking forward to at the end of this month. I'm, I'm moving out and going back home, but I'll, I'll tackle that on, on another episode of the pod. Yes. Yes. Another <laughs> day. That'll be a whole one in itself. Yeah, that's right. Well, right, well, I'm really glad I got to speak to you guys and I wish you both <laughs> the best and stay well and stay healthy. And I miss you both. We, we miss you so much. Thank you for coming. And I do love you guys. I love you. So stay well. Okay. Thank you, Kim. All right. Take care. Yeah, thank you. Bye. Bye, Kim. Bye. All right. Thank you, Kim. All right. Well, that was great. Eric? Bye-bye. I think that's a wrap. Well, until next week yeah. when we get another guest that, like, come on. We're not going to get one better than Kim. But who can, who can we get? Jesus? I mean, we'll, we'll have to see. We'll, we'll see what we can do. Jesus was Jewish. <laughs> I mean, well, for a Jewish camp, I don't know if Jesus is such a great. All right, guest. So we'll, get, we'll get Adam Sandler. Yeah, but he, you know, he's like he's like the guy who kind of like ended the whole, you know, that's like that. <laughs> well, that's like you know, you know what Jesus is. Jesus is like a basketball player who like started on one team, got You're really good, and then I think. like. Left the team I think and then started semi -pro. his own team, and then and then that team got. There you go. What? All right. Well, Will Ferrell will be on the pod next week, and <laughs> yeah, until then, this is Will Ferrell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>